Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Richard Q and this is the Electric Communion Podcast, Episode 5. If you listened to my previous podcast, thanks for coming back for more. I guess you'll know what to expect by now. If, however, you're tuning in for the first time, well, firstly, hello. I hope you enjoy the show. In a nutshell, the aim is to chat to guests who, for the most part, are working within the Berlin Influence melodic house and techno scene. If you're familiar with the city's label Inner Visions and the musical output of the label bosses Dixon and Arm, then that's as good a point of reference as any. As in all good conversations, I tend to let it go wherever it may go. I was hoping it would provide the listener with a useful insight into the world of someone working within the scene, whether that be a producer, DJ, promoter, or something else entirely. And maybe just maybe my guests will offer up some nuggets of advice that listeners may be able to use themselves should they also be trying to make it in such a competitive industry electric communion conversations in right let's jump into this episode we're recording it on the 20th of july 2023 and I am super excited to be joined by the artist Michael MP, who hails from Northern Italy, someone whose productions I've been following for some time now. Hello, Michael. Thanks for coming on the show. How are you doing? Hello. Hello, everybody. I'm good. Today, I'm good. Very good. Hot day today. Very hot. Yeah, that was a question that I was going to ask you, because in the UK, we've been kind of following news reports about ridiculous temperatures across Europe at the moment. Has it been super hot where you are in Treviso? Yes, very hot these days. 40 degrees, whole day, whole day from one week ago. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. Very difficult to kind of just get on with things, I um, guess. Yes, to do all things uh, yeah. with uh, this temperature. Uh, it's insupportable. I bet, I bet. Well, thanks for agreeing to be on the show. Um, you know, we've been chatting for some time, haven't we now, about doing this. So it's, yeah, it's great to be finally happening. Apart from the weather, how's, how's your day been so far? Have you been doing anything related to electronic music production today? No, no, no. Today I'm um, my home, my house. I'm totally in, uh, in a chill. I was uh, in the studio yesterday and the day before yesterday for my music for my you know i listen new music a dj set uh, and back tomorrow and the day after regularly i spend four days a week in my studio now today i'm i am at home relax yeah nice tell me about your name is it actually michael and what does the mp stand for yes it's michael uh, my mother gave me this name but in italian version uh, with uh, Michael and not Michael, like Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan, you know. The MP um, is a word that completes my artist's name. M is the first letter of Michael. And P is the first letter of my surname. Right, okay. Which is, is Fisher, isn't it? Is, or it's the equivalent of Fisher in English, is that right? Uh, and my surname is Pesce, that in English is literally Fisher. My name and surname is Michael Pesce. My artist name is Michael MP. Okay, thanks for clearing that up. So you live near the city of Treviso, which is very near the hustle and bustle of Venice in northern Italy. Tell me about the vibe there. Does it have a rich musical heritage? Um, is there a good electronic music scene there? 
Yes, uh, I live in northeast of Italy, near Treviso. It's a little city near Treviso that called uh, Castelfranco Veneto, and is um, located 30 minutes in a car from um, for for go to Venice. And um, yes, good vibes here. I have a rich musical taste. I think yes. Uh, I always listening different genre in, in my life and uh, I study music in a young age uh, a piano I started DJing at 17 years old and then uh, I graduated in electronic music at the Padua at the Conservatory of Padua What was it that got you into electronic music and DJing in the first place? Uh, when I was young in the first uh, in the first club, this uh, this person that uh, represent uh, the the club, the situation, and uh, I like this stuff. The first time uh, I listen tech house, minimal house, uh, all together. But for me, uh, the time, uh, new things and uh, magic for me, pure love, instantly pure love. Can you tell me about some of the producers and DJs that you liked when you were younger? Here in Italy, uh, I listened uh, Marco Carol at the time, uh, Monica Cruz, Van Vat, uh, Emanuele Inglese, Paolo Bolognesi, Marco Farfa, uh, Giuliano Veronese. Uh, and my prefer, when I was young, here in my zone, is uh, Francesco Di Tropea. Now, coming back to present day, there's some really fantastic producers from the melodic house scene coming out of Italy at the moment, you know, such as the duo Glowal and Ivory, just to name a few, which to me that suggests that the melodic house and techno scene is, you know, really thriving, really doing well over in Italy at the moment. Would that be a fair assessment? Yes, of course, uh, Ivory, Global, um, for me, Augi, Taiga, Toto Chiavetta, Musumeci, all Italian uh, DJs. Uh, Stereocalypse, Lear, Aldebaran, Dodi Palese, Pachim, Pavian Carlos, Pergola, Tamburi Neri, Anders Preke. Yes, a good mention, a special mention for my, for my friends and artists, uh, my friend Asper. My friend Janet, my friends Philip Auster and Bumpo, and my friend Stilo. Yeah, I mean, you've just mentioned some really fantastic producers who, you know, at the top of the game at the moment, such as Augie as well. He's from Milan, I believe. Um, do you have a personal favourite at the moment? Uh, for me, for me, it's Ivory. Okay, he's my friend. I, I know you. He's a good person, but he's a very big artist. Very big artist because uh, he composed uh, a lot, uh, many, many tracks. Only, only track is a very good track. Okay, you know, your DJ set is very good. And yes, for me, is the, I see, is the perfection for me because I have these three elements a, di- a good DJ set, a good production, and is a good, uh, good person, like, uh, like a trick. Okay, you know, or a, other artists, but uh, Italian artists at the moment, a big, uh, yes, Ivory. Sure. I mean, it does seem that everything he touches at the moment 
you know, is pure gold. He released a fantastic album on Innovisions. I think, was it last year? Last year, no, which was amazing. And every remix that he, yeah, he releases is just yeah. absolute, yeah, magic. Yeah, I agree. One of the, certainly one of the best producers out there at the moment for me too. Now, I read um, on one of your uh, biogs, I think on Resident Advisor, that uh, when you were younger, you had, uh, you took several visits to Berlin. Um, which really had a huge influence and impact on your sound and your desire to be a producer. Can you tell me a little bit more about those trips to Berlin? Uh, when I went to Berlin, I, I found uh, new influences and different ways to do experience in the club, from the, the sound system to the venue. Uh, this concept 10 years ago don't exist here where I live. And I remember one of my best nights in Berlin, in my favorite club, Watergate. At Watergate, uh, with uh, this artist called Tono Fark. And amazing, amazing. Uh, this, uh, this artist in live at Watergate, all night, pure magic. Different sound, uh, all people dance, no phone. Yes, good people, good avenue, good music, good city. Yeah, for me, it's very, very another pure magic in my life. So at the time when you saw Torn of Arc and you, you mentioned that what they were doing was much different to what was happening in Italy. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you mean by that? Yeah, because uh, his music, for example composed with uh, your instrument, physical instrument, uh, plus a real bass guitar in live, plus your voice uh, in live. Never seen this, this stuff in Italy. Maybe, maybe yes, now or uh, in the last year, but before COVID, never here. And this, these guys at Watergate play uh, with your PC, instruments, hardware, a bass guitar and uh, he sing uh, on the on your track amazing and, and they composed the deep house deep house music techno okay uh, here in italy from uh, 15 years ago and now always i listen to house music the house music is very clear you know drum bass maybe some vocals but stop never others instruments and for me is is the bass no uh, listen to cows the cows the bass now i want other in in a club music percussion vocal strange synth uh, things for surprise me you know not the uh, the same stuff everything so for me the tone of arc at the moment is the different from the other another artist 10 years ago okay now it's different Electric Communion Conversations in Tell me about your approach to music production. What is your uh, DAW of choice and do you prefer to produce inside the box or are you somebody who likes to, you know, use lots of hardware? Yes, I like to compose in inside and outside. Depends. The first track uh, 
uh, always outside. And now um, depends, start uh, inside and maybe finish uh, some details outside. At the moment, uh, I don't use loop or vocal uh, take from internet. I don't like this stuff because uh, it's not an artist thing for me. Is a is an artist thing? Yes, of course, but not for me. Not for for my artist person, you know. Do you mean sample packs? Yeah, sample packs, loops, uh, some sound uh, just recorded, you know. Uh, is uh, stuff from another people. I don't want using this stuff because it's, it's not my sound, you know. It's not my art art inside. So you produce all your sounds organically yourself? Yes, yes. sometimes out of my my old re- recording or I I recording the uh, at the moment when I, when I make the track yeah. I have a microphone I rack uh, rack and the game is done. Yes, it's simple for me. And did I hear you mention before that the your DAW is Logic? No, I use Ableton. The Logic for me. Yes, I, I know Logic, but uh, I prefer to use Ableton. Ableton, yes. Yeah, Ableton does seem to be most producers' DAW of choice, certainly on the melodic house scene, although quite a few guests I've spoke to, such as Reg, do like using Fruity Loops as well. So you talked about your studio. Where actually is your studio? Is it at home, or do you have a studio somewhere else? Uh, my studio is in Treviso not in my house. I have a studio in my house, but it's little. Now I have this studio with uh, Asper and Technicolor, my two friends. And um, yeah, now I work there uh, in my studio called Acrylic Studio. Right. And is that a studio that you you own or do you rent it out? The studio is uh, my studio, but is the studio also the studio of Asper and the studio of Technicolor. And uh, when I go to the studio, I stay alone. Uh, One day, one person, other day, another person. And in this way, no problems. (laughs) uh, No problems with my friends. Okay, you know. Okay, so you make a kind of timetable about who goes to the studio on what days. And tell me about some of the equipment that you do use that you could not do without. Is there one piece of you know equipment, one piece of studio gear that you just love using, you really could not go without in terms of making the music that you make? My, my best instrument that, that I use is a Moog. Sub 37 is a synth, super synth, and uh, this synth together an effect, external effect, one river and one delay uh, from Strymo. The big sky and the timeline delay from Strymo are amazing effects after the sound of synth. Synth plus these two effects, boom, and they make uh, everything a melody, the pad. FX, uh, groove, bass, all, all things. Not not kick, of course. And are you somebody who likes to always experiment with new equipment, different software? Are you are you happy to kind of stick with 
Yes, every time that uh, um, I start a new project, uh, I open a new WSD or I try new FX or plugin. Uh, and I have new, new, new stuff, new things, uh, new idea. I, I try to to compose in a diff- uh, always in a different way, and uh, I try to to make uh, that I want. You talked about projects. Um, tell us, if you can, about some of the things that you're currently working on in the studio. Okay, at the moment, I, I work uh, uh, one track now, in this moment, that will be out next year. Um, strange track, because uh, it's uh, 100 BPM, and um, I work uh, with uh, Janet about two new tracks, the, these tracks are really bomb tracks for me, and I hope for everything for the people that they like this sound. And I work uh, to another EP for another label. But you you said about 100 BPM. Obviously, that's pretty slow, isn't it? So we can yeah, expect the, something different from you, quite chilled out. I make this track before I want. Uh, uh, yes, my my genre, my influence, but uh, in a different way. You know, at this moment, uh, all artists make uh, a tracks uh, at the uh, same BPM. 120, 121, 122, okay. But same style and same genre at 100 BPM. I, I, I try to make uh, this track and the, the final result is very good. It's very good. Of course, uh, you can't put uh, on your DJ set this track. It's only for a podcast for an intro or for your listening pleasure at home. Hmm. And well, while you're talking about podcasts, you've just released a new podcast as in a mix podcast, haven't you? With Is it with CDP? Uh, yes, today we have a new mix on GPHDeep page on SoundCloud from Copenhagen. It's from the Salder. And yes, it's out today. Really fresh. Yeah, I've not heard that one yet, but I look forward to listening to it. Ten, ten, uh, ten uh, release tracks inside. One is mine, one is from Janet, one is from Asper, and one is from Taiga, one is from Lerm, and the other from Boris Shigin, Jan Ludwig. Amazing track from Jan Ludwig. I, I, maybe he's my preferred in this mix. And the new, new track by Valon, Valon, or oh, I don't know... His name is pronounced Vallon or Vallon. And uh, yes, Uh, and uh, one track from San Francisco and one track from Amygdala. Look forward to listening to that. And later at the end, we'll ask you about how listeners can follow you and listen to your your mixes. And we'll talk a bit more about your mixes later. I just wanted to kind of finish talking about, you know, your production style. You know, for anybody out there wishing to start maybe making electronic music or maybe someone who's just starting out producing is there any advice that you have that you really wished somebody else had told you you know back when you started out all those years ago it's difficult to talk about this thing because uh, i make always things alone and uh, i research uh, the information from internet from the other people Okay, I, I found everything that I, uh, I want at the time. Uh, one advice, maybe make a music every fucking day. Yes. 
Just practice, no, practice, no, practice. No relax, no relax, uh, no, no go to the beach in the summer, no go to the mountain on winter. Stay in the studio and make a track, make a track, make a track. Okay, relax is good. You know, stay with friends is good. Make your experience perfect. But uh, the priority is make music. If you want to arrive, when you want to arrive, you do work every day. Yeah, so commitment. Yeah, if you want uh, to be uh, an artist, uh, a musical artist, uh, you you do make a music. Yeah. Simple. If you don't, um, if you don't um, make music, uh, you you are not a, a, a music artist. You are only DJ. For me, for my advice, listen music, make music, relax, listen music, make music, go to the club, go to venues, different venues. Uh, listen all type of genre music and um, put the your ideas on uh, on your PC and uh, make music. Now you talked about the word relax, and I was actually going to ask you later on about you know how you relax when you're not making electronic music. But I think now is a good time to talk about that, as you've just mentioned, relaxing. Do you? find it easy to relax outside of making electronic music or are you always thinking about you know the next track you know um, i don't know if you're going some, walking in the mountains yeah, for example are you just constantly thinking about the yeah, next track yeah, yes yes exactly okay uh someday i think always all days at the music some days no what kind of stuff like, do you do to relax? Like uh, for relax, when uh, when I finish with uh, my work, uh, I watch a movie, and uh, I like uh, go outside uh, in the nature, I go outside with my friends, talk with my friends, uh, and uh, I like sleep uh, <laughs> very much. Yeah, I like sleep um, nine, ten, uh, ten hours. Yeah. Good and uh, yes, but the first, the first, um, first thing uh, when uh, I up at the morning or uh, the afternoon depends is the music. Uh, is the music when I, I watch my my phone? Okay, read the mess, read the mail, listen uh, new music, and um, after go to the studio, studio. Uh, using my console, using my PC, using my instruments, blah blah blah. When I finish, uh, or or sleep, or watch a movie, it, easy, easy. This is my uh, daily routine. Yeah, it sounds like you live, sleep, and breathe, as we say, music, electronic music. I'm going to put you on the spot here, completely. You know, let's put electronic music aside for a minute. I'm a big movie fan myself. Tell me about a good movie that you've watched recently. Tenet, Inception. Maybe I like uh, a lot of Christopher Nolan. Um, other movies, Arrival. But, but I like uh, all films. But my, uh, my, my preferred movies are uh, Quentin Tarantino's movies or um, uh, Italian comedy movies because it's very funny and strange. It's not the, the reality in Italy. Sure. Is a different reality of Italy and it's very funny. And I uh, like um, the movies, uh, seriously, movies with a 
a real concept behind right that is the film that i prefer sure and you mentioned christopher nolan i'm a huge fan of christopher nolan i love all his movies the ones that you just mentioned inception and i'm very very much looking forward to oppenheimer which comes out uh yeah yeah Uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Oh, tomorrow. today here in Italy. Okay, I think it's in... tomorrow or today in in the UK. But the reviews are just outstanding. You know, I I read a review today actually saying that it's the best movie of the century so far. So yeah, no pressure on Christopher Nolan, but I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. And I'm going to go watch that next week. But yeah. Anyway. Also, also the music in the film. Oh, I like this film. This film. Also for the music, yeah, absolutely. I have a, a the Venus of a movie, a movie tracks. The the Gladiator movies, I have the I have the 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 vinyl of Gladiator. I have the vinyl of Inception. I have the vinyl of Interstellar. Amazing. The this sound for me is for 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 make my music. I listen this music. This music, okay. Um, club music. I listen movie, uh, movie music. I listen metal music, and uh, I try to found uh, the the better elements in all this uh, genre and put together in uh, in my track. Yeah, and I, 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 this is I love having these conversations because I I realize that we've got such a kind of a bond really and lot uh, so many similarities because I am a huge fan of Christopher Nolan, but I'm also a huge fan of Hans Zimmer. And you just talked about Gladiator, and that is one of the standout Hans Zimmer soundtracks for me. I remember watching Gladiator at the cinema, and I remember. When, oh yeah, the cinema. Okay. And I remember when it finished, and yeah. the 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 track with the you know the clergy uh, no Lisa Lisa Gerard she's the one who does the vocals you know when Maximus dies at the end and it finishes and that had such a huge profound effect on me and I love listening to that track now just over and over again it is just exquisite it's beautiful and yeah all Hans Zimmer stuff, but especially yes, the, yes. the stuff that he's done with Nolan, that like Interstellar, Inception. Yeah, I'm a big fan as well. So that's yeah. lovely to kind of hear you talking about him so enthusiastically as well. Yeah, another connection we have. Electric Communion, Conversations in Okay, let's talk a bit more about your music and some of your releases. What was your first release? Was it a track called Roots? Roots is a track that I made with Stido. It's an original idea from Stido. And uh, I fixed the original track. And after I make two edits, ambient edit and uh, 1995 edit, a break, a break edit, okay, in simple words. Yeah, it's different to all my... Uh, the tracks because uh, there are um, orga- organically organic. Uh, different... I was going to say uh, yeah. it has a bit more of an organic vibe. I was actually listening to it yeah, again yeah. the other day. With, uh, yeah, with uh, uh, element from nature. When, when you listen roots, it's like to listen the nature. It's, it's simple. Uh, nature roots here in Italy. I, I live uh, in, in in campaign so. I am uh, on the on the nature. Mm. 
the city is not for me. Sure. For me, I like the, the nature, the the sea, the mountain uh, roots because uh, I live in, in um in the middle of nature here in Italy. We call this zone Pianura Padana. Okay, is a green zone, the big green zone here in Italy, located in northeast of northeast and in the north of Italy. For for me and for Stedo, uh, it's perfect, uh, in my opinion. And um, we try to sing it uh, to to the labels and uh, Kindix accept these these, these tracks. Uh, for me, are amazing. Kindix is a big label uh, in Berlin, sub label of Get Physical. So why not? And that was your first label release. No, no. Okay. Uh, the first uh, release that I have made is uh, a remix with uh, with my friend in uh, his label. After the first uh, um, seriously release in a in a label of Luke Garcia, Ephemeral Music, yeah. with two tracks, my one my edit and one edit from uh, uh, Massimo Caporale another great super artist here in Italy from Turin. And after I make two tracks for Omeni, the label of Orancido. And uh, after uh, Omeni, yes, Roots, Roots in Kindix. And at the same time, uh, one track with Anders Preke. At the same time, same days uh, in uh, 2020, yes. One EP in, uh, in Kindix and one EP in a receipt to Mars with Anders Preke. Okay. And and since then, you've had a string of releases on labels such as Surrealism. We'll talk about that track in a little bit. Terra Nova, Future Frequencies. Has your approach or methods to production kind of evolved, changed, since you first started out making electronic music? Has the process, you know, got easier? Do you still have moments where you find it hard to get inspiration you find it hard to create a sound in which you you know you you first imagined it yes for taking inspiration i go to the clubs or i listen new music when i have a new idea i go to the computer and i make the track one uh, one time is finish the track i try to put uh, on the label that i want if not the other people, the hell of labels, they ask me if I have new tracks for the labels. And sometimes for me uh, it's good because I like the, the, the label or this track for this label. Sometimes no, but yes, uh, the, the hard part in all this is create a, a track that works. After is easier for me, of course. When I make a track, I don't think uh, uh, create a track for a specific label. I make a, just a track that I like, that I want to uh, want to play in my DJ set or the example for, for a trick or for a hybrid, play this track. I like the track. Okay, it's good. Uh, export, mix and master. Don't send uh, to artists. The artist uh, play your track if, uh, if you like the track, of course. And after I received a message with, uh, hey, man, have you a new track for me? And yes, 
the the game is done. Uh, So you you said when you make the track, you don't think about specifically a label. Once the track is completed, once it's mastered, then do you think, okay, who do I want to send it out to? Which label? Do you just usually send it to your label of choice, first of all, and see if they you know, bite, so to speak, if they take it and you wait and then if they say no, then you think about other labels. Is that how it works? If I receive no, I think uh, another label, simple. And I continue in this way, but at the moment I, I, I haven't this problem. This problem is a problem for the beginning, okay, at the beginning. Right. When you are in the musical industries, the people are asked to you for sure. a music. Okay. But, uh, but two, three years ago, yes, this is the the rules. Yeah. You you send the music. No. Okay. Restart. Think another label. Send the music. Yeah. Another no. Okay. Think again. Find another label that you like, that for you is good or for your music. And at the first, five, six, ten times. Yes. Okay. I I am I am happy, of course, always happy, but now it's different. Now I think uh, uh, I want track for a label, send the label, yes. Because uh, they know you who you are, uh, what what you do, your idea, your style, uh, and uh, must easier respect to two three years ago, yes. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, just to sum that up, what you're saying to listeners is as you get more well-known, as you get more established as a producer, it gets a lot easier for labels to kind of just accept your, the music that you send them or you have a lot of labels reaching out to you and starting asking you, hey, what's up? Do you have some new, new music? But sometimes it's not... A... A definite yes, but uh, okay, I like the track, the, no old tracks, only this, only these two, or um, can you change these little details and maybe for me it's good, maybe it's not good, but okay, one detail don't change the, 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 the every, all tracks, okay, so I rework uh, one or two free tracks and uh, resend and they they write me yes okay this way is good uh, blah 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 but mm, depends sometimes uh, you you do this little change you know yeah but uh, the, the track is there no, yeah. no not change okay I guess it's in some respects the same as an author, you know, a writer. They they write a, a book, they send it to a publisher, and then the publisher goes, well, I like it, but actually, can you change this? Can you change that? You know, drafting, as we call it. I guess that's part of the process. As a writer, I would say they expect that usually the publisher will say, can you make these changes? As a producer... Is that something that most producers would expect as well? I'm not saying you like it, um, of course, because often you're very happy with what you think is your final 
product this is my track but you know do you think most producers are happy to make those changes to ensure that you get a release uh, try try to change is always good okay change too much details that uh, you have thinked and uh, you put there for a specifically idea yeah sometimes yes sometimes no it's is a uh, very difficult to talk about this because every track is different every label is different every people is different so try to to change is good but uh, the the final result is different to your final result yeah. before so is better before or is better now for you is better now but but for me is better before I think I understand what you're saying because from your perspective obviously you were in love with the track that you created and I guess it's how much the label want you to change it you know do they want you to change it to the point where it's actually almost no longer the the track that you initially yeah I think I understand yeah. what you're saying yeah okay maybe the tracks uh, um during uh... Seven minutes, the labels want the track at six minutes. But okay, okay. Uh, change this synth, uh, the cue of this synth. Okay, good. It's a part of mix. But change this synth with a, another synth. No, no, because I like this synth. If I change this synth and put another synth, okay, same melody, same notes, but different sounds. It's totally different. So, yes. Little details, good. Big detail of change uh, uh, the important stuff. Uh, for me, no. Um, no, no. At the moment, no. Maybe two, three years ago, yes. But at the moment, no. So let's talk about your latest track, Lilac Flame, which was released on Ed One's Surrealism label. Um, it's been doing really well. I know on, for example, the Beatport charts... And it's been played out a lot by the likes of heavyweight DJs such as Trick, Era, and Ivory, just to name but a few. And you collaborated on this one with the Iranian producer Hamoun. How did that collaboration come about? Hamoun wrote me for a collaboration in August or September of last year. I see, okay, we, we can try. Uh, he sent me his project. And his project, I like uh, two stamps of 10 stems and the other 8 stems no so I delete the other 8 stems <laughs> uh, yes and uh, with the the two stems that I have I compose the whole tracks I I don't know why but this track um, I, I have composed these tracks in uh, maybe one or two nights in a very really fast way for me and um I export the track. I send the, the track to Amun. And Amun, uh, yes, it's very cool. Good. Okay. Fix some details. And uh, yes, the track uh, is done. Uh, for me, this track, Lilac Flame, is a special track because uh, there are a lot of elements that I like. I like the percussive sounds. So I put uh, a very strong percussive uh, elements. I like strange synth, electronic, the dark synth, and put uh, this synth uh, in a rhythmic way for the track. 
and I put also a path synth for change your vibes before and after the drop. Uh, strong but uh, sweet sound and we, when restart the track most heavy, heavy and strong and and finish always in a sweet mode. Uh, this track is important also for um, another point because I have made a original track that is out on Surrealism and a edit female vocal tracks from Jeanette and this uh, this uh, this edit is unreleased but uh, the voice from Jeanette is very perfect in my track but from uh, surrealism don't like so no problem for me I take the original and uh, the this unreleased track I, I keep for myself and I play in my DJ set podcast or jig Ah, okay. So a, a kind of different edit of it with vocals. Yes, vocals. Uh, it is the same track, but yeah. uh, with the vocals from Jeanette. Ah, I like. And that. and the and the title of the tracks is from your vocal because is uh, Hungarian uh, um, poesy and English is uh, poetry, angry poetry. Right. Okay, because Jeanette is a. Uh, is uh, uh, is from Ang- uh, Hungary. Sure. And the lilac flame, uh, I like the the concept be- behind uh, these words. And okay, for me, this track is a lilac flame. Lilac flame original version and lilac flame. Janet edit voice, uh, blah, blah, blah. but uh, ivory and also trick uh, prefer original mix and uh, he, he play oh, only original mix. Okay, um, I really like the track. Good label, super good label for me. I, I'm very happy to out on Surrealism with this track. And the, the other version is for the, 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 it's an for ex- the other artist. It's an sure. exclusive. Yes, yes, yes. Exclusive, yes. yeah. I'd, li- I'd like to hear yeah. that sometime. Okay. Really you, 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 can, you can listen on Spotify. Okay. You can, you can listen only in my podcast or if you go to listen to me in a DJ set in a club, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll try and um, try and search that out. That sounds interesting. Um, you, you talked about stems, and I guess maybe just for listeners out there who maybe aren't familiar with what that term means, that's kind of like the layers, isn't it? The the different layers of the music, the percussion, and you know the hi hats, and you know I'm not particularly all fay on you know, music production myself. Can you explain a little bit more just what the term stems mean? Stems. Stem is a uh, one channel with uh, one sound. So the tracks is composed to uh, 10 or 15 or 20 or 14 stems. Yeah. What is stem? Stems are different sound. One stem is one sound Another stem is another sound. Example: one stem is a kick, only kick. One stem, only bass. One stems, only voice. One stems, only this synth. Another stems, another synth. The, the, the sound is different from uh, one stem and one stem and one stems and one stem. They, they call stems, okay? But we we can call a, a sound of elements or instruments of the the track. 
Sure. Where a moon send me 10 different uh, sound of instruments, eight, not, not like the letter, eight instrument, uh, and uh, I use only two instruments, the kick and the bass. Yeah. And uh, for, uh, maybe another stance with a uh, uh, percussion, but I don't remember very well. So if you changed eight of his stems, was the track that he sent to you and the track when you obviously did your bit and you changed eight stems, was it very, very different to what he'd sent you in the first place? Sometimes uh, it's perfect. It's, uh, it's perfect. Uh, it's perfect. Okay, for me it's good. No, Don't touch and uh, the other the other stems sometimes not good or the let or I fix it or I change uh, some elements some uh, some uh, a cue or some uh, timbric or uh, um, I don't know when when I when I listen uh, the good stems okay keep these stems when I listen uh, strange sound uh, or for me is not good. Or I change or I delete. I prefer delete because I add other new new sound that I want. Sure. And and when you send it back and you say to Hamoon, in this case, okay, I've changed it. I've deleted eight stems or I've changed stems. Is is he okay with that? Is that okay? That's fine. Uh, I think uh, he, he told me yes because the final result... Uh, is the is the track that that you can listen so lilac flame and uh, amour receive this track listen if it's good for you it's good let's take a listen to some of lilac flame right now
Yeah, you can definitely see why DJs such as Trick and Ivy love that track so much. It's got those dark, percussive elements which are right up their streets in terms of both the music they produce and play out. You can find that track on the Surrealism VA Speechless Part 2, which came out earlier this year. You seem to like collaborations because you have collaborated a number of times with a number of different producers. You mentioned Steedo earlier. Has each time you have collaborated been a very different experience? And and if so, can you kind of give me some examples of how each experience is different? Yes, for example, in uh, time of COVID, uh, I make uh, other two different edits and I send uh, this this edit to to Stido. And Stido lists and write me, good, are good. For me, are good. It's different to original, but I like it. Okay. You put your name, Michael MP uh, Ambient Edit, Michael MP 1919 Edit, and the people the people know that that uh, the original is from Stido and Michael. The other two is an idea only from Michael. Sure. Okay, good. And the, the track Lanzarote, for example, with Stido, uh, the first part are stamps from Stido, and I re-elaborated these uh, these stamps, and I put uh, odd, uh, put uh, other different sound from from my from my idea, and uh, fix some details. Okay, good. Also for for all two, yes. The key is uh, talk with the, 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 the your your friend, no. Is good for you? Yes. Yeah, you're sure. I can. I make this. I can make blah blah blah. blah. But uh, at the end, I, I listen the track. Okay, for me, it's good. He's listening the track. For he's he's good. No. Yeah. Yes. All all stuff. All stuff. All works. I I, I like to do these things in a chill chill mode. Okay, you know, easy. We try a. Uh, I make a track. If it's not good, no, doesn't matter. Okay, um, we make another track. So yes, is a work constantly work, but uh, in a, in a relax because you you make music. You don't make a video or uh, make uh, you know other things. Music is different. Make sure. music is different. Uh, if you are in mood, you are good music. If you are uh, in a bad mu- in mood, for me, uh, I can compose music. Yeah, yeah. So for for this, uh, this is my way to to make music. It sounds like yeah. a it sounds like a nice way. It sounds it sounds like a a very nice chilled approach. Yeah. Yeah, now, it's not uh, because it's not obligatory to make music. I make music because I like. Yeah. So when when uh, I'm ready to make a new music, I make new music. If if I'm not ready, I listen music and stop. I guess what you're trying to say is you kind of take that mindset. If it works, it's good, and if it doesn't, then you know that's just the way it is. Depends. Depends of the moment, depends of the music, depends of the artist, depends uh, depends on, from a lot of, of stuff of things. 
Now, I remember last year you posted a clip, around this time last year, you posted a clip of Trick uh, playing back-to-back with Jimmy Jules at the Off-Sauna Inner Visions event in Barcelona. And he was playing, I think, an unreleased track uh, of yours. And, And can you tell me anything more about that track? Is it got a release date yet? Was it a collaboration? Yeah. Yes, it's not a secret anymore. I have uh, one EP ready with Stido for Metrica. Uh, I think uh, will out uh, soon, next month. And I we make this original track with Stido, and uh, I make uh, ambient ambient version. And other two original tracks always from me and Stido. So four tracks from me and Stido and additional remix from uh, Philip Auster and, and Bumpo. So the EP in total are five tracks. Okay, nice. The only track in this EP is the track that the trick played last year in Barcelona during the Inner Vision party at Sona, yes. Okay, so we've got an exclusive right here on Electric Communion. Going to play you a snippet of the track that Trick and Jimmy played during Off Sauna in 2022 from Michael and Steedo's upcoming EP on the Metrica label out soon. And this is called Ants March. Bravo, such an amazing track and having had the privilege of listening to the whole EP, I can confirm listeners that you are in for a treat, so keep your eyes peeled for that release date on Metrica. What's your opinion on ghostwriting? And I think maybe first for those listeners who maybe are not familiar with that term, it's when maybe someone like a DJ who's mm-hmm. not got the skills to produce music themselves, not got the know-how but they realise that they kind of need some production tracks under their belt to possibly get themselves more DJ gigs, I guess. So then they go to a producer and ask them to write and produce a track for themselves, but then they release it under their own name. I guess that's that's how you would describe it. 
uh, the ghost producer for me, for my music, don't exist. Don't exist. Okay, um, I make my music. If I if I out uh, with a track with my name, is my track from me yeah. and stop. But I understand that the ghost producer is a work, and uh, if uh, one one person make a track for the other people, for me, not problem. It's good. It's a work. But uh, when you go out uh, on the music di- industries with a music that uh, that make it from a ghost producer, you are not an artist for for me. Yeah, uh, you are a good uh, good owner of uh, your yourself, but you are not artist for me. You're not artist. Yeah, no, I understand. You are a good DJ. You are a good DJ, maybe, but not a good yeah, artist. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> have you been asked? Have you been approached to ghostwrite in the past? Uh, no, never. No, okay. No, 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 never. No, no. When when I make music, I make music for myself. Stop. Sure. Now you've just mentioned being a DJ, and you were also a DJ as well. I guess being a producer and being a DJ often these days come hand in hand. Let's talk a little bit about your DJing. So first of all, I noticed that you did a, a gig early this month in the grounds of a place called, is it Villa Duodo? Villa Duodo. That was alongside Aldebaran, Philip Oster, who you mentioned yes. before, a friend, Pakim, and Bumpo, again, another, I think, close friend of yours. It looked amazing. I was actually looking up the venue today on, on Wikipedia. I think it was made in the the 15th century, architecturally a beautiful structure, um, and you were playing outside, it looked like a, a beautiful day. How was yes. how was expected? Because you were doing a warm-up DJ set, weren't you? Yes, it, it was a, a very um, special venue, very special venue in Italy. And um, yes, I play in a warm-up at the beginning, uh, in this open air, and uh, I, I prepared my set because I know what uh, the, the people want uh, at the at the beginning of, of the events. You know, you can start to boom, 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 boom sure. for two hours. Yeah, uh, I, I recorded the set is on SoundCloud. Yeah, I start to seventeen BPM, seventeen, and I finish after two hours and. A one under eighteen, right? So very, very slowly. Yeah. After me, Pakim. After Pakim, Aldebara, and um, at the end, Philip after and Bumpo. Yes. The the music. Uh, every every DJ, good, very good, amazing, amazing music, amazing game. The people listen music and dance in this strange location. You know, you are not in dance floor. You are in the garden. Yeah. You are in the garden with uh, this 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 monument this in uh, um in a hills okay in the in the center of uh, this uh, city they call uh Monselice and very very strange but very very good very beautiful sure. okay this is the Italian beauty yeah and if if you any listeners out there I do encourage you to 
Wikipedia Villadura, uh, you spell it, is it D-U-R-D-O, I think it's spelled, yeah, D-U-R-D-O. It really is an absolutely beautiful building architecturally, and it must have been a very, very cool venue to play at. You were doing the warm-up set, as we said, and I've heard many people talk about the warm-up set as, you know, the most difficult set, really, and maybe the most yes. important set, because... Yes. You know, it it potentially could make or break, you know, what follows as the night progresses. Do you find it harder to craft, to put together a warm-up set than, you know, more of a a peak time one? I I totally agree with you. It's the most important part of the set of the night. It's the start of the, of the, the party, you know. You do uh, attract the, the people, and the people um, listen the, the the first tracks and they see this, if it's good or not good. If it's good, start dancing, and if not good, not dancing. So for the artist after me, the people, you know, dancing is not good. Yeah. So you know, after two hours, and the people are not dancing, there are problems. A lot of problems, and yes, it, it's difficult. I spend my time every night to listen music, and music, and music, and new track, and new track, and new track, and new track, and I chose the best tracks for these two hours. In these two hours, there are a, a selection of tracks about last one year in my archive. So uh, yes, it's very difficult and strong part of the 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 set because uh, you you do the, the the things for 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 a specifically concept if you, if you put a random tracks at the beginning i, I don't know I, I don't for me i don't like i i not start dancing yeah, in yeah, this I think, way i think what you're trying to say is it can it can really kill the vibe you've got to be very yeah. very careful about you know your track selection absolutely the, yes the, the vibes is the most important thing sure. so yeah. you can start with the right vibes good if you start with the bad vibes <laughs> uh, or casually and chaotic vibes maybe, everybody okay, goes well, home well, everybody goes uh, home uh, oh no uh, stay stay sit and uh, drink uh, the cocktail and, and stop yeah but not dancing sure and you're also a resident DJ at a club called Sound Lab, which is in your home city of Treviso. How often do you play there? Is that a, a monthly thing or is it a weekly thing? And, um, you know, how did you get that role as the residency in the first place? It's my club. It's my club, Sound Lab Treviso, now. When uh, I arrive in Sound Lab in. Uh, 2018, I play maybe one time a month, and uh, now I decide when I, when I want to play. If I want to play every week, I play every week. But it, it is not it's not good because there are different uh, residents and different uh, guests. So I play when the guest or when the other DJ play my. My same uh, my genre. Yeah. If another Saturday the guest play take house, I, I don't play before or after. So uh, I am rested 
I am opener in some lab uh, in Treviso with the other two guys, of course. It's not only mine. I, I put uh, the, the guest like Lerm or like Philip Pastor and Bumpo because it's my sound. I like, of course. And the other, other, other night, uh, we put uh, other guests. So, uh, because uh, it's uh, a club, uh, organically club. One yeah. night uh, is the cow, one night is techno, one night is deep. Uh, depends. Sure. And uh, the, the club is open, is open only in, um, from September to June, nine in the summer. It's a winter club. Right. So we, we start, we start in October and we finish in May, June, depends because uh, too much of in summer to stay in a club. Too many, Only, too many kind of festivals and uh, other events yes, going on. Festival yeah. or disco or summer disco, you know, uh, in summer here in Italy. So now I am uh, at uh, Il Muretto, Jesolo. Right. Jesolo, I start uh, every night in live, no, in DJ set in live. And after me, there are uh, every time different guests. What's that club called again, sorry? Uh, is uh, a Jesolo near Venice, very very near to to Venice. Is um is a city with the beach, with the so is the the summer town for the for the party. All people in the northeast of Italy go to Jesolo for for go to the party at uh, at the night, especially in the weekend, Friday and Saturday night and Sunday 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 afternoon. Then now I am at. Il Muretto called the, the, the club. My is a big club for five uh, five thousand people oh. every Saturday. And going back to Sound Lab, you, you mentioned Lerm, the artist, the Hungarian artist Lerm, who I'm a big fan of. And a few months ago you did a back to back set with yes. him. Yeah. Okay. Two times twice. Uh, Yes, twice. I listened to one of your sets and I think you know, I talked to you on Instagram about how I really enjoyed the set and I discovered a lot of tracks uh, from that set, which I now play it myself. For example, Hyena, Hi. I, I spoke to you about that track. Oh, actually, Hyena, Hi. Yeah, yes, I actually played track. that track on Friday when I was playing for my friends uh, Avoinai. I love that track. It's from Cacao Records. It's a label of Hyena. Uh, yeah, uh, amazing tracks, uh, amazing vibes. Uh. Absolutely, yeah. And any listeners out there, I really urge you to check that set out on Michael's SoundCloud. He'll give you that later because it is really, it's a long set and it really goes through quite a few different genres. um, And it's, yeah, it's a fantastic set, back-to-back with Lerm. How did that set come about? How did the back-to-back come about? Uh, It started uh, all from uh, direct on uh, Instagram for um, for a collaboration you know after uh, he told me i come to italy at the end of the the month we can play together maybe at some lab yes the the first time that uh, i make a back to back with uh, learn last halloween in some lab uh, very 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 good moment very funny i am very happy he's very happy and uh, we decided to to make another back to back the second times was in April yeah. of this year, and um, 
another great timing with him. Yes, no, not difficult for us to play uh, together because uh, we listen the same music and we play ninety percent the same music. So for me, for me, is a, is a very best one of my best moment of my life. And when you play back to back, is it something that just for you happens organically? Um, you know, you just vibe off each other, or is it something that you discuss beforehand? Okay, what tracks are you going to play? I'm going to play this, or is it completely uh, spontaneous? You don't know. Yes, yes. Because spontaneous, uh, I start with a track, and him continues with another track, but with the same concept, and. Uh, in loop these things okay yeah. and we continue no continuously spontaneously yes but uh, I, I told I told uh, to him before the night okay I want genre but with easy elements for example a track with Tiber is good a track from uh, I don't know a trick mm, is difficult okay? okay you know a bit too heavy a bit too kind yeah of it's too heavy to to industrial, to experimental, you know. Yeah, but I think that the the hyena track is a good example of where maybe that's a little bit different. No, it's a, it's a very good example. The hyena, the track from hyena high is, is perfect. And yes, uh, all people like uh, this track because are elements, easy elements, easy elements inside, but very good elements. So the last track uh, to trick Tamada. For example, the last remix of Trick Tamada is strange. I like a lot, but for the other people, it's strange and not dancing here yeah. in Italy. Eh? In other clubs too, in Europe or in other country of the world, you put Tamada, amazing, you know, because it's a different, it's a different sound. It's the same sound, but in a experimental way, you know. No, I completely understand. And... and for me, is wow. Yeah. For the other people, mm, I don't know. For the moment, no. Maybe the second time that, that he listened this track, okay, maybe he's good now dancing. Uh, here in Italy, he's uh, everywhere. It's for an acquired taste, I get it. Something that has always impressed me about you is your commitment to releasing a monthly DJ mix. It seems like it takes a lot of effort. Um, I know certainly from my own experience of doing DJ mixes, do you put a lot of thought into it? You know, are they very carefully curated or do you just go with the flow? Yes, it's um, very created because uh, I collect uh, uh, month for month uh, the best promos that uh, I receive and uh, I play uh, these, uh, these tracks uh, when I recorded my new podcast, one podcast in my channel every month is very special for me because uh, I put uh, the best tracks for me, the best, and all unreleased stuff. So it's a uh, very exclusive because uh, are a promos from, from friends, from an other artist that maybe are just demo and not promos. So... All you listen in my in my in my set in my monthly set, or maybe you listen a track uh, from a ninth month, one year. I don't know, or maybe never, because is it is if a track is unreleased, 
maybe is released forever. We don't know. So, uh, yes, monthly podcast, very created. And um, tonight I recorded a new, a new monthly podcast for this August 2023. Okay, I look forward to that. I always enjoy listening to your monthly mixes. And finally, how can listeners follow you for more information about your latest releases? How can they listen to your monthly mixes that we mentioned earlier? And, you know, anything else that you're getting up to, such as when you're playing out DJing? So for listening to my, my stuff, go to SoundCloud. My SoundCloud, Michael MP. My new my new uh, SoundCloud page for for my collective music lovers uh, is acrylic acrylic music TV and uh, for my news uh, for everything go to Instagram always Michael MP and uh, add uh, add me in your Spotify in Spotify you can find me so always Michael MP. Everything in my calamity. But uh, yes, for, uh, the best important for me is my SoundCloud. It's my, it's my only fans in my SoundCloud. I call it in this, in this way. Yeah, and of course, I'll include all those links, as well as other key bits of info that we've discussed, such as some of the artists um, and labels alongside the podcast on release. Okay, Michael, thank you so much for joining me on Electric Communion. It's been really, really interesting talking to you and I wish you the best of luck with all your future releases. I certainly will be following closely. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you for your time, Richard. Thank you for for this interview. I'm very happy. And uh, yes, thank you very much. Thank you again to Michael for taking the time out of the studio to talk to me. And thanks, as always, to you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed doing it. Don't forget to follow my Instagram page at Electric Communion for future updates about this podcast. And if you haven't already listened to my previous podcasts with producers Fade, Reg and Adrian Roman, as well as Roberto and Sarah, the promoters of the London Night Nebula, be sure to check them out on my SoundCloud page or on all major podcast platforms. All the links are in my Instagram bio. You can even now ask Alexa to play the Electric Communion Conversations in Clubland podcast and she will dutifully obey. Finally, you can check out my monthly radio show on Decadence UK on the fourth Monday of every month, 7pm to 9pm GMT via the Decadence phone app or website. Until next time, keep on dancing. Electric Communion Conversations in Clubland.